Hello, this is Walnut Grove Baptist Church's podcast. We are in Carthage, Texas, and that is in Panola County. Our pastor is Reverend David P. Mitchell, and our Sunday school teacher, our Bible study teacher, is Deacon Glenn Wade. But thank you so much for joining us, and you'll be joining this uh, current episode that's in progress. Our Father, which are in heaven, we come right now. Thank you for this another opportunity to come and worship you instead of your word. Father God, we ask that you empower the teaching, empower the students. Thank you for our gathering on, on tonight. We ask that you bless, lead, and guide us from one degree to another that we may be able to uh, get the word and apply it to our daily life. We ask in the name of Jesus, bless six children and three families. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay. And before Deacon Way gets started, would somebody read chapter or Psalm chapter Psalms chapter nine verses one through twelve, please? Uh, I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise. To thy name, O thy most high. When my enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at thy presence. For thou hast maintained my right and my cause, thou saidest in the throne judgment right. Keep going. Brother Anthony? Yes, ma'am. Please go to verse 12. Thou hast rebuked the heathen. Thou hast destroyed the wicked. Thou hast put out their name forever and ever. O thou enemy, destruction or come to the perpetual end, to a perpetual end, and thou hast destroyed cities and real is perished with them. But the Lord shall endure forever. He has prepared his throne for judgment, and he shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in uprighteousness. Uprightness. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in time of trouble. And they that know thy name Will be put will put their trust in thee, for thou, O Lord, has thou has not forsaken them that seek thee. Sing praises to the Lord which dwelleth in Zion. Declare among the people his doings. When he maketh inquisition for blood, he remembereth them. He forgiveth not the cry of the humble. He forgetteth not the cry of the humble. Amen. Amen. Uh, and so at this time, we're uh, ready to hear a message or our teaching from uh, Deacon Wade. 
All right. In this lesson, this lesson of praise, uh, David, when he writes this lesson, uh, well, actually writes this song, many uh, theologians believe that he may have been writing to the chief musician who had experienced the death of his son. And others believe that David, in his own writing, uh, may may have been writing about his loss of his first son, which was his son, one of his sons by uh, Bathsheba, who died, and uh, caused him great distress. But if you, even if you don't look at it as a point of somebody losing somebody in death, it's definitely a song of a praise about how we should praise God even in the midst of uh, hardship. David is saying that uh, our best therapy for an ailing heart is uh, the Lord our God. David is is, uh, no stranger to trouble. His course of action in in the midst of trouble uh, has always been uh, to lean on the Lord. Uh, he says God is just in all that he does, and all that he does is right and just. Much of the acts of God uh, will not be understood by a mortal man. But the day will come when all will witness the ultimate praise of God. Everyone will be judged according to their own words, their own deeds, their own actions. So, when we praise God, we are saying by our action that we believe God trusts and trusts his decision and understand and uh, understand God's sovereign rights. Not that we understand everything God does, but we have understand that God has a sovereign right to do what he does. Uh, praise actually sets us up to get through the difficult times. Uh, we no longer is focusing on what has been done to us, but rather uh, how things have occurred and know that God is in control of all things. When we look at who uh, brought about the occurrence, uh, we can see uh, one personality, God. God, and So we can declare that in praising him, he strengthens our hearts. He clears our vision, he heightens our emotion, and he blocks our, out of all our uh, harm to us. So David is saying the best way to understand this uh, when we're going through whatever sorrow or whatever pain he's been through, and David's been through some, some ups and downs in his life, is that praise to God uh, is a way of dealing with it. The verse 1 talks about uh, he will praise the O Lord. And what uh, David is saying in that is that uh, he has, in uh, his lifetime, uh, he's witnessed the blessing of God upon Israel and acknowledges that God blessing upon his own life. And he takes the time to commit his, his whole heart to God. So he says in that thing, I will praise thee. Uh, David is declaring that he will verbally and in songs and in words uh, praise them, almighty attributes of God. Uh, he is he's saying that I have made a personal vow of commitment. Uh, no one is, is, is 
from David or, or prime him to set in, but he's making a commitment on his own out of what the Lord has done for him in his personal life. Uh, so he's, he's, he's committed, making a commitment. And one of the things we have to always remember is, is uh, when we go through our servant of the Lord is that how much are you willing to commit to to the Lord? So David is saying, I will commit to verbally always supporting you and, and, and acknowledging how great you are. And then he talks about with his whole heart. In other words, he's not going to half-heartedly do this. He's going to commit his whole heart to it. He's going to be constantly uh, 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 dedicating himself to what God has done for him. Uh, he would, He's not going to commit to praising God with, with a divided affection, but he's going to uh, commit everything he has to the Lord. And then he says, I will show forth all thy marvelous works. In other words, David is saying in this Sunday, he will recount all the marvelous works of God, what God has done in his life. He will recall and state verbally that uh, he, will, he, will, he will continually bring up what God has done for him. And God has done some marvelous works for David in that he came to him when he was a mere child and and the poured the anointed oil upon him. The, the prophet poured anointed oil on him and anointed David in the midst of all his brothers and kindred and let him know that even though he rejected his older brother, he it was David that he wanted. So all of those things are marvelous works of God. And, and defeating Goliath, that he was a, nothing but a small lad, and he defeated one of the greatest Philistine warriors. All these things David is saying is, is because of how great uh God has been in his life, and, and and David in his in his early childhood was a a, a a servant boy for for Saul, and Saul continuously threw spears at David, and the spears barely missed him. And David would soothe Saul's evil uh, heart by playing uh, music for him, and David lets him know that. It was the Lord that was protecting him in all these situations. And it was God that had a hand on him. So David is saying in all these things, I will show forth all thy marvelous works. In other words, I got reason to praise you, as we all do. So David says in verse 2, I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praises to thy name and old, old thy most high. Uh, David uh, did not show and not only show that he is willing to commit his life to praising the Lord, uh, he goes a step further and tells us in what way he will manifest his vows of, of commitment to praising the Lord. He says, I will be glad in it. In other words, I'm not doing this because I'm, I'm forced to, to it. In other words, but say, what do you hear so many people say? When I was little, I was forced to go to church. And Mother made me do it. But David is saying, I will be glad in it. I uh, uh, he, he'd be glad that the Lord heard his prayers and showed him mercy. As a result of it, he commits and manifests it, what he does for the Lord with joy. He's willing to do it. Uh, hey! He's willing to do yeah, it. Well, you're not stopping. Okay. Uh, he would not allow anything to restrict or prevent his joy and expressing uh uh, his, his praise unto the Lord. And then he says, I will rejoice in thee. Uh, 
David lets us know that no one has done uh, what the Lord has done for him. All that God has done for David is the motivation for his celebrating over the things that uh, that God has done for him. He's he rejoicing, which means he's celebrating uh, because of the Lord, knowing that such a, a great being has touched him and, a speci- and paid him special attention because the Lord came to him and chosen him to be king. And so all those things that, that the Lord has done for me motivates David uh, to rejoice and be glad that he has a relationship with God. And he says, I was saying praises to thy name, O thy most high. And when he's talking about praising, uh, uh, he's talking about he was praises for God. In other words, he says, singing praises to his name is the same as saying I was saying praises unto the Lord. The name uh, is the same as, as, as God. So when he's talking about uh, singing praises to thee, he's talking about the Lord that he's going to sing it to. Oh, thy most high. The name and the most high is speaking of the same person. The song will be composed uh, with the truth of God, and it is these truths that constitute praise unto the Lord, that, the, that uh, he's saying to the Lord, that is the most high, is speaking of high, uh, who God is. He's the highest of all. And those two verses are talking about how David is declaring uh, his, his commitment to God. But then in verse 3, uh, David is praising God for his notable victories he gave to Israel and, to, and to, over his enemies. So, David changed a little bit from just saying what he's done for me to what he's done also for Israel. When he says that when mine enemies are turned back, they shall fall and perish at their presence. And so all the enemies of God and his people are defeated by the Lord. God defeated the enemies of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. God is, David is saying God is what done this. So many times we want to count our victories and and think that we've done uh, uh, overcome so much. But David is saying, uh, uh, it is the Lord that does it. When my enemies are turned back, turning back means they are conquered, they're defeated. Uh, 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 David is saying that the Lord has gave me victory over them. Uh, it's the Lord that is making all this possible. And so the people of God are always supposed to give him Acknowledge that he is the one that gave them victory over their enemies. They shall fall and perish at my at thy presence. Because of the presence of God, the enemies of his of his people are defeated and and and, and God David is saying it's because that you were there. It is a clear picture of what happens to our enemies when God's presence shows up. It teaches us that God fights our battles for us. And and he's the one that uh, defeats our enemies. So we should always give him praise for this. But thou has maintained my uh, right and my cause. Thou sittest at the throne, judge and right. God does not defend this, uh, God does not defend sin or evil or wrongdoing or unrighteousness of anything that, that, that does not line up with his will. So David is saying that God has given him favor in his righteous causes. In other words, 
David has done some things that weren't righteous, and God didn't give him favor in those things. But in the things that were righteous, in other words, uh, the, uh, the things that were lining up with God's will, he gave him favor. So we know that when he's, uh, what he does when he first takes up on Bathsheba is not righteous. And, and the prophet came to David and told him that that was not righteous. So God didn't give him favor in that. But he gave him favor in many of the cases that was righteous in the sight of God. God has maintained my right and my cause. Right is that which is according to the standards of God. Is what God gave him favor in. And we learned that there are many kinds of rights. We got human rights, own rights, civil rights, all kind of rights. But if those rights line up with the favor of God, then God uh, will give him favor in, in what is right in the sight of God. If you're, what you're talking about is not right in the favor of God, then he don't expect that God to give you favor in that. That said, it's on the throne of judging rights. And what he's talking about there is this speaks of the... Uh, Omniscience is what has uh, taught in school. In, in other words, it's, it's God knowing everything uh, that has happened. And so he knows uh, what we've done and all that we've done. And he judges it as whether it's righteous or not. As our righteous good, God sits on the throne, not only to rule, but also to judge. So he judges what we do. Thou hast rebuffed the heathen, thou hast destroyed the wicked, thou hast put out thy name forever and ever. So uh, thou has rebuked the heathen. So God overcomes our enemies, uh, be it in Bella or some, uh, uh, some other act of God, whether it have been a phantom or pestilence or by fire or whatever. God has over, uh, rebuked them. In other words, God has fought the battle for us. Thou has destroyed the wicked. Thou has put out their name forever and ever. Uh, so many of the nations that dwell upon the earth, God destroyed because of their wickedness. Uh, we see nations rise from time to time, but but God will uh, will put them down in a matter of time. When you think about the the, uh, the German Hitler, how he rose to such great power, but God had a way of putting him down. So all those wickedness of Philistine and all that they done the, the barbarians God had a way of bringing them down they had power for a while but in the end God has the ultimate say and he brings them down oh thy enemy destruction will come to perpetual end thou has destroyed cities her memories has perished from thee all enemies that will, will be dealt with in the same manner by the Lord Old oh, die enemy's destruction or come to a perpetual end. In this song, he's, he's convinced that what God, uh, what he knew of God and how God dealt with the, with, with his enemies will not change regardless of time. Uh, David is saying within himself that God cannot change in the way that he shows his justice and judgment. Uh, it remains uh, for always. Uh, the ultimate destruction of the enemies of God's people and the enemies of God will be completely overcome and seduced in, in God's time. Although we have uh, don't have the patience many time to wait, but in God's time, he will seduce them. And thou hast destroyed cities for earth members his prayers with them. 
and God is saying, and and, and that we too, on like David, when we read of the the mighty victories of God over our enemies, and knowing that God does not change, He will overcome our enemies, and and as well as to give us the right to praise Him for His mighty victory. So we can praise Him for our mighty victory, just like David does. Uh, in verse seven, uh, God is praising uh, David is praising God for His perfect justice and upholding what is right. Uh, so David is praising God because He is a He is a tongue, but the Lord shall endure forever. He has prepared His tongue for judgment. You got cities and nations and people may rise and and flourish and become desolate. Yet God remains unchanged, unaffected by the changes of uh, uh, the rock and creation. In other words, but God shall endure forever. The word but contrasts all the creatures and things physical with the one without beginning or end. And clearly says to all that is physical, even man, in his physical and temporal, but God is eternal. In other words, God is after and over the beginning and the end. God will endure forever. The soul of man will remain eternally. So I'm with God and the rest of the from God. But uh, there are certain things that will be uh, eternal, and our soul will rest in eternity somewhere. But God is forever God. And though the other things pass away, God will not pass away. And he has prepared his stone for judgment. God has set his stone among the nations. He sits as, as the just does of all the people, and he sees um, that right is done. The wicked, though temporary, prosperous. Many times we think they're, they're getting away with something, cannot, well, cannot always triumph. And the righteous, though they be cast down and oppressed, will not remain there for God. The just God will rise in defense uh, and deliver us. The righteous have every reason to be confident in the vindication and, and the wickedness that, that, that God will rise up and vindicate us and, and, and the righteous will rule over the ungodly. So we have a right to praise the Lord for his eternal justice and upholding what is right. Verse 8 uh, is that all mankind will be judged by the righteous and and the and the just judge, and he shall judge the world in righteousness. He shall minister judgment to the people in uprightness. You know, there's an old saying that when we die, all is over. But when we die, all is not over. We still have to be judged. So uh, he shall judge the word the world in his righteousness the psalmist is saying that nothing will sway the justice of god other than his righteousness god cannot be bribed he doesn't play favorites he doesn't be swayed by anything that is outside his character and he cannot do something that is uh, evil and unjust uh, 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 away from what he is because he's perfect in what he does he would judge according that all that he has required of man. In other words, he has set forth certain things that he required of us, and you'll be judged that way. And he will not deviate from it. 
he won't be persuaded by uh, un, uh, anything unrighteous. He shall administer judgment to his people in uprighteousness. No one outside of the Godhead will have any say about the justice and judgment pronounced upon man. God will have the final say, and what he says will be final, and it will be just and righteous. Uh, so we ought to praise the Lord because of his just and judgment. All right, everyone will be judged righteously. So in other words, we can't complain about, oh, it was done to me because of uh, this or done that. He judges us all the same. And God will also be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in time of trouble. And a refuge is a refuge is defined as, as, a, as a place that God can put you in, and you, and you can't be touched. Uh, when when uh, we talk about Job, the devil tells the, the Lord, uh, Lord, asked him, what is he doing? And he says he's been out going to and fro. In other words, he's been out uh, uh, messing with people. And, and he says, uh, have you considered my, my man Job? <laughs> and he said, the devil tells the Lord, yeah, but you got your heads around Job. In other words, God had put... Uh, Job in a special place where the devil couldn't touch him. But he said, and in, in, in that dealing with the book of Job, we know that God removed his head and told the devil that you can do things to him, you just can't kill him. In other words, God, God removed his head because he knew that Job was a righteous man. But he had Job in a place of refuge. In other words, there's a place where the enemies could not get to him. So we know that God has places that he can put us in, and it's a special place where it's a refuge for the oppressed. So it says the Lord will also be a refuge for the oppressed. The love and care God demonstrates to his people is unmatched by anything else. None of these temporal things can hide us and elevate us to a place uh, like the Lord can. The Lord can put us in a place where we are unreachable, and, and 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 nobody can do anything to hurt us. So God has a refuge for his people. He says a refuge in time of trouble. It lets us know that the Lord is not uh, just available for the oppressed, but also for those that call upon him in time of trouble. God is our refuge and strength in a very present help in time of trouble. When we need the Lord, we know that we can call on him. And out of his compassionate and love and care for us, he comes to us and, and hides us in, in his provision. In other words, he can put us in a place of refuge. And they that know thy name will put thy trust in thee. For thy Lord has not forsaken them that seek thee. Uh, those that have in a personal acquaintance with God are the ones that know his name. In other words, they're talking about those that, that can call upon his name. And and, and he says, and they that know thy name will put their trust in thee. Those are, that have put their faith in the Lord are the ones that know his name. Those that know his name are the are saved ones and not uh, an enemy of God or uh, 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 even the enemy of David. In other words, those are the people that know the Lord. For thy Lord has not forsaken them that seek thee. 
God does not turn his back on the stage. Our sins uh, may cause us to to abandon him, but uh, but he will not forsake us. So it, it lets us know that we have someone that that, that is always in in, in 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 reach of us. In other words, someone that cares for us. Uh, David exhausts the people to praise God for his judgment upon the people. And that's what verse 11 is talking about. A, a universal appeal to praise God by the saints of God who are to share their praise with others. In other words, God says, God, uh, sing praises unto the Lord, which dwell in Zion, declare among the people his doings. Uh, and so the, the, David is closing this his song with an outcry to all the saved to praise God that the saints ought to have invited others to join in, in in the praise. In other words, we ought to invite others to come in and praise God. Sing praises unto the Lord which dwell in Zion. When the church gathers, uh, it ought to be to praise the Lord in the house of God or anywhere that, that God's people uh, are gathered together. Uh, so we ought to be in, the, whether we be in the temple, the synagogue, or whatever religion we might be, our minds ought to be on the Lord. It ought to be on praising him and nothing else. Sometimes we get carried away with all the worldly stuff and we forget about the praising the Lord. Declare among the people his doing. Uh, there's something about the appeal uh, about God that others ought to be exposed to that could draw uh, those who have not had a personal relationship with God. It ought to draw them in. We, so we ought to be praising him to the point that others will see how we are praising him and and cause them to draw in. That's what uh, God was talking about when He told His people that they were to go and said in in uh, in the Old Testament they were to go and draw the other nation in. God was going to bless them in such a way that the other nation would see how good He was. And when they see how good He was to His people, they was going to draw the other nations in, and and they would come to God. But of course that didn't happen because. The People of Israel had a habit of picking up the habits of the world and not and changing to the way they were instead of changing the world to the way God wanted his people to be. But we ought to be an example that we uh, show how I praise the Lord in such a way that we draw the other people in. When he makes his inquisition for blood, he remembers them. He forgetteth not the cries of the humble. So those that have shed blood without a cause, Will God judge and require their blood and judgment? It means that God will judge their inquisition and iniquity acts. In other words, uh, uh, those gross and immoral wrongs, the heinous crimes, and the like, uh, they will be judged for that. When he maketh inquisition for blood, many have shed blood for the poor, the underprivileged, the forgotten, the weak, and others. David reminds us that God will require their blood for the blood that they have shed. Uh, we know that uh, nowadays uh, that there's uh, so much more about the hangings, the unjust killing of many of them uh, by law enforcement, the murderers, the white supremacists, uh, drive-by shooting, terrorists, and all other kinds. God will avenge the blood of every innocent soul. Those that have shed blood without a justifi- justified reason may have forgotten 
by got by temporarily, but they shall not be get away with it completely. For God has a day of reckoning in which they will be judged for what everything that they've done. So God, David letting them know that when you do these heinous acts, now God is not going to forget it. He's going to bring it up in the judgment. He forgets not the cry of the hummer. Uh And so he letting them know that the day will come when God will bless the people who suffered at the hands of the wicked. God's people can praise him for what he has done for us and what he will do for us in the kingdom. So we can we can praise him for all that he has done and all he's gonna do. So God wants us or wants to to bless us, to encourage us, to provide for us, to protect us. Uh, though we experience many unpleasant things in this life, God still fights our battles for us. Many times we forget those things, but God is still fighting for us. Uh, there are so many reasons for praising God that we actually forget about uh, all the many victories that he gives us. Uh, when we wake up from sleep, God has given us the victory over death. So many ways we, we can see the victory God has given us. When we hear somebody talking, he's given us the victory over death. When we, when we look out on this world and see how beautiful it is, he's given us the victory over blindness. When we speak, he's given us the victory over muteness. Uh, there's so many ways that we take for granted every day that God has given us victory. When he continually provides for a roof over our head and, and nourishment in our body and reasonable health and strength, he's given us victory over death. All these many victories that he gives us every day ought to cause all of us to be praising him all the time. And that's what David was saying in the beginning of this, is that we ought to be committed to praising the Lord every day of our lives. And not half-heartedly, not because we, we grudgingly do it, but it ought to be something that we do because of, of what he's done for us. We we ought to be able to see uh, all the many blessings that he's blessed us and give him praise for doing it because it's not us, it's him. Uh, and that's all I got. Open for comments from anybody. Tony Dexter, Tony Somebody was saying something. Uh, that, was, that, was, that was Caleb talking about his granddad. Oh, oh what okay. did he say? He said, that's good, granddad. Oh, okay. I thought that was good. <laughs> Great lesson. Uh, thank you uh, all for attending. Uh, I just want to share the outline that uh, the first outline I was talking about is the anticipation of Thanksgiving. And uh, in my looking at this and, and all through the Bible uh, and David's song, and we anticipate of Thanksgiving. Uh, we are, like you said earlier, thank God for everything. We look at 
a lot of us look at this a big thing, but it's a small thing uh, that we all be thankful also. And uh, we're thankful to the Lord and anticipating and Thanksgiving is, is uh, when you're anticipating on something, you're looking for something and you're thankful for what he has done and we're thankful for what he has done and is about to do. And uh, we praise God for who he is and not for what he's doing for us, but we, yes, we do praise him for what he's doing for us, don't get me wrong, but we should, our main focus should be on what he, uh, thanking and praising God for who he is, and he's our provider, he's our sustainer, and all that, and we anticipate a thanksgiving, uh, every day is a day of thanksgiving, and the second outline said, Lord, our, the Lord, our righteous king, and when we see the word Lord, that means he's our master, he's this uh, Tito is surrender ourselves and we allow him to be uh, Tito to uh, control of our lives and, and he is our Lord, he is our righteous king and I thank God that he is a righteous king and then uh, last outline a call for praise and that's what we was created for, to praise God and, and I say all the time that a lot of us, all of us praise God in different ways, but yet we all give God a praise because we're anticipating on the things that he does for us. We're anticipating, amen, the uh, great outcome and the great end. And as long as you got King Jesus, you don't need nobody else. And I thank God for this uh, lesson on tonight. Amen. And I was trying to say something, but Lord, I'm um, I couldn't get it off of mute. So oh, can y'all hear me? Yes, ma'am. All right. Good lesson this one. And the point I wanted to make, and it was focusing on, um, Brother Teacher, what you said about um, our refuge. And, you know, in Psalms 91, it says, He that, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Almighty shall abide. Oh, I just lost it. The Almighty. Okay. And in the second, the second verse, it says, and I will say unto the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortune, and him shall I trust. Hello? Oh, yes, ma'am. I can hear you. Oh, okay. Exactly what you were saying about uh, our refuge. And he has given us a protected place. And as it said in verse 2 in Psalms 91, and it says, and he is our refuge and our force. So he, he's given us a protected place. But you have to be, you have to be one of his. But it means you have to be faithful. And and as it said, in him will I trust. You have to trust in the Lord to protect you. So, good lesson. I just wanted to bring that point up. Man. Man. And it goes back to sharing with us. Uh, he's a, a refuge. He's, uh, you say, give us a uh, a uh, safe place. Uh, how could he be our refuge without shedding the blood for us? Uh, 
and for the remission of sin because uh, uh, I can try to uh, shield you from trouble. I can try to do this and do that, keep you from harm's way, but uh, I'm limited in so much. But because of the blood of Jesus, amen, we're covered, and we're thankful to God that we're covered. He has that refuge, that safe protection for us. Yes. Amen. Anyone else? Biggie Way, you still there? Yes, sir. Okay. We we still with you. Uh, are you? you? I'm just going. Oh, okay. You too. Okay. Okay. Again, we're thankful to all that has attended here on tonight. Uh, thank you, uh, teacher, uh, students, and thank you all that are uh, on this line uh, tonight. Uh, let us continue to pray for we have a prayer list at the church and we have a prayer list in our hearts. Let us continue to pray for everybody. I saw another school shooting on today uh, on the news, so let us pray for those that uh, was involved in that. So this is praying time, and and it's praying time everywhere. Uh, We often say trouble is easy to get into, but it's hard to get out of. And uh, we don't know. uh, I I come to realize, I was reading the other night, that uh, sometimes it's that spirit uh, that you're dealing with of that person. You don't know what spirit they are having on the inside of them. So we had to pray for that spirit. Uh, as David said, created me a clean heart, renewed me the right spirit. So uh, we us pray for uh, that all of us, uh, Paul said, let this mind be in you that is also in Christ Jesus. So it gets... Uh, the enemy, uh, if he can't get you one way, he'll get you another. Uh, I understand someone said a long time ago, pure pressure is rough. So we don't know what people's mind is at. We don't know what state they're in. But that's why we got to keep our mind staying on Jesus and continue yeah. to pray for everybody. Yeah. All of us uh, stand in need of prayer. And, and I come to realize that you don't never know uh, what kind of pressure someone's under. That's right. why you got to keep uh, keep them lifted up uh, right. because Satan will paint a pretty picture. And then uh, after things have been done, uh, then they'll wonder why. Uh, they're saying that Satan made them do it, but sometimes Satan don't make you do anything. You do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. All right. That, if that's nothing else, thank you Again, everybody, uh, we're leaving here praying for strength and courage and understanding. Father God, we thank you for uh, what our eyes have seen, our ears have heard, and hearts have felt on tonight. Thank you for your word that you empowered on us, and we ask you to continue to empower your word in us, that we can be a light to someone dark path. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and ask it all. Thank God. Amen. Thank God. Amen. 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 God bless. Good night. Good night. Good night, everyone.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the Walnut Grove Baptist Church Podcast. If you feel led to do so, you can leave a gift at bit.ly slash walnutgrovegiving. Thank you so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.